Alright, hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. John, my wonderful co-host. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing alright. Just finished, well, I didn't just finish. It's it's Monday, it started the second week. I, I finished my first week of school, and boy, I hate How online school. Go? I hate it. I hate it so fucking much. I can't... I I, I I can already tell that I'm not gonna learn jack shit this semester. Mm-hmm. I have heard the same thing from every single person now who is still in school and experiencing this bullshit. It sucks so bad. I'm starting my capstone course too, and uh... and <laughs> we're gonna have to like we're on Thursday. We're going to be interviewing like actual customers who are like wanting a program to be made for whatever oh. for whatever purpose. And I'm fucking... Oh, shit, you have that kind of capstone. Yeah, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> uh, and you have, like, a group and shit, too? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I wish you Godspeed. I'm in hell. The only thing keeping me grounded is still Homestuck. <laughs> <laughs> you need to make a fucking Discord server for your group, and you need to just ping everybody individually every day. Uh, <laughs> and just be like, what are you doing today? Like, you are... Wor- like, there's no other fucking way that's gonna get done. I... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking reopening schools or even trying to do school online right now. Yeah. Teachers are not ready for it. Yeah, one of the guys in my the class. are not ready for it. Yeah, yeah, one of the guys in my class, he he was like, yeah, I'm making a Discord server for this class right now. And, yeah. And he made one, and then one of my friends, who I luckily got paired up with in my group, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm I'm good at admin admining Discords, and so like he's got everything like sorted, like everyone has like uh channels just for their group and shit mm-hmm. so i hope that that will help but like there's a lot of people in there who seem like they they're not really tech savvy so or pretty over it i imagine yeah, yeah yeah one of the people in my group nothing against her but she's like she's like in her like late 40s and mm. i don't know how she's gonna handle discord Cause she's. I mean, <laughs> man. Uh, what do they have in the? What do they have around the turn of the century that's comparable? I don't know. Um, IRC. It's basically IRC. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about IRC either. I'm. I've just been around long enough to know that people use it. I never used it as a kid though. Is that a? Is that a chat um, program? Is that? Is that? What? It, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I, my sincere advice would be to do what people in the industry do and to literally like have a meeting every morning. Or, like, not even like a meeting, but like make it so that every day somebody like everybody has to report in and like say what they're doing for the project. Yeah. Because that's what you do at a job. Yeah. When you do group programming. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, if somebody isn't responding or is not moving, like get in touch with like harass them about it. I don't know. Fucking listeners, if you have to deal with a group project for school right now and you're in school and you want to die because school is awful right now, then very valid. Um, I've been suggesting to my friends who don't know what the fuck to do to take a gap semester or like consider not just reconsider their options at this point. But if you're determined to go through school, fucking be an asshole. If you need to, if you need to pass classes, then you need to pass classes. God damn it. That's my advice. Facts. Seal of approval. <laughs> Podcast manifesto. Yes. Um, 
before uh, we get to the material today, I had a couple of points I wanted to uh, run over. Um, Form spring question mark? Yes, that's one of them. Yes! Before we get to that, I wanted to, before that, I wanted to um kind of go back. I Alex didn't say didn't say anything, so I assume it was fine. But like after we finished recording last week, I felt like I had maybe sounded like a bit of an asshole when I went on my tangent at the end about like do not uh respond to my posts. Re our June discussion. I want to reiterate. Um, I am not against uh June conceptually or any or because I've not experienced any of the post comic stuff i'm not like saying don't talk to me about that i just want to say like if you're going to be if you're going to specifically be a douchebag about um like if you it, do not come to me and tell me about how much you hate uh homestuck 2 or the epilogues or whatever like i don't care um similarly to how do i don't want anybody to come to me and rant about how thundercats roar is the worst thing to ever <laughs> happen to their favorite children's property that's all i meant um Thank you. I just want to get. I I felt bad. I want to get that off my chest. Hopefully, this is the last time I uh, I have to say anything about that. I just felt like, hey, if anybody uh, stepped in for the first like for the first episode last time, then they I felt like I'm gonna come across kind of strong, considering that you didn't hear like my prior context of how I feel about the all that other stuff. Yeah. Um. On the other hand, that. on the other hand, uh, mm-hmm. if if anyone wants to argue with me, I I have free time sometime. I can, You're I can, so I can good. argue with you about You're about so much fiction. Than I am. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on from that. Um. The form spring. The form spring. Uh. In its original form, no longer exists on the internet. Um. And every archive for it fucking sucks. Oh. <laughs> I want to make this clear. Um. I I scroll through it for a while and I search for some stuff. Um. It's interesting. But I think that the main problem with it is because the only formats that exist for it in archive form are just a list of all the posts in one page from most recent to longest ago. It is just, unless you have a keyword, it is unnavigable. Oh. Um, and I didn't want to read too closely because there's a lot of stuff about Act 5, Act 2 in there. It's... Um, and I'm like, I would rather not... Look at this too closely. What are you gonna say? Uh, is any of it like dated? Like, are there dates on the posts? Um, yeah. Uh, so like you can pinpoint to certain updates when they came out. Okay, yeah, I was gonna um, say like that would be the best way to like look to form spring questions. Yeah, it's neat. I th- I would say that I think that it's actually a pretty good resource for if we want to um like if a major event happens, it would be. Uh, a really good material for like a segment where we look at how people yell that hussy. Yeah. Uh, when it happens. Such as. So I guess. <laughs> such as what we covered. Such as what we covered today. Um, if if you want to see hussy's take on Kanaya's sexuality, you can go look at specifically what he said, even though we've said it before and how it kind of sucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was one of the other things because I did find that. Oh. Um, and I thought the answer was actually. Uh, it seemed more clueless than anything else, but I don't think it was that bad. Is it um, one of those things that, like, the fandom took and, like, really ran with and, like, misconstrued it? It might be, because I don't know what the big fandom perception of it is. Um, and it's a little bit tasteless in the way it's answered, but I think that the spirit of, I don't think the spirit of it is, like, too weird, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, th- so, that specific, uh, question I found, um... 
he does kind of respond to that by uh he compares it to fetishism which i think is a just kind of an inherently bad way to respond to something like that um but he says that uh there's no real cultural significance to trolls preferring one gender or the other um and he compares it to uh like if somebody was he literally he compares it to like if somebody was really into fat chicks um and uh a skinny girl hit on them then they would just come like i'm not into that which is a really awkward comparison yeah that is probably not great um but he just outlines it like having a gender preference as being the same thing as just having like a body type preference basically yeah uh which is weird i i think i think for the most part he he, he's kind of dropped that uh Mm. because definitely in in things like friend sim which i know he's over and like has like input on uh there are trolls that there's a specific troll that i that that i'm thinking of that's like very blatantly lesbian and she's coded as a lesbian and like it's shown that like trolls have like spaces for lesbians in society Uh so it's it's i think he's he's kind of dropped the whole there's no cultural significance of it Uh it's just it is kind of a it is kind of a thing that's like kind of hard to like wrap your head around because like there are implications about trolls biologically and society wise that's like why would a gender preference matter and like what does gender mean right. to a troll and and things like that but it's like they're an alien species so it's like really hard to like kind of get a grasp on in general yeah i think that more than anything else the way that i read it and you know if if you find this ask and you read it differently than like but uh maybe at at our podcast account on that because i'd like to hear other people's reads on this but to me it looks like a not very woke guy in 2011 trying to uh describe his post-homophobia society yeah yeah (laughs) where because he does also explicitly say that bisexuality is basically the norm in troll society so having a preference for one gender is just yeah it it, it's i i think that he just didn't i I think that it was just a not very woke language way of trying to describe what he was had in his head yeah so yeah, I don't think that it's like I, I would I, I don't think that it warrants a negative reaction. Um uh, maybe it's something that people have blown out of scale, but it's definitely I can see how um somebody who maybe wasn't around for the average level of uh intel uh, the average level of intelligence in uh homophobia discourse in 2011 could misconstrue it. Yeah. I I can't blame anybody for looking at it and thinking that it's a kind of shitty um, but as far as 2011 goes, it's pretty innocuous, I'll say. Um, what else? Uh, I dug around the forum string for, like, notorious memes otherwise, and I I think we have to go elsewhere to find the source of the fat Vriska joke, because I could not find the, I could not find the original thing anywhere on the forum spring. Man, if, if, <laughs> if anyone knows the origin of fat Vriska, reach out to us. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, no, we yeah could not find anything about fat Vriska or huge tits Vriska, um, which is another meme. Um, a lot of we 
there's a lot, a, a lot of weird comments about uh, chubby chasing. I gotta say, um, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make any further comment on that. Um, but I'm kind of looking at hussy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was my attempt to delve in the form spring. I I guess uh, I guess that we should keep an eye on the future and you know any giant updates come back and uh, see, see what the takes are. About half of it is just people bitching at hussy to either merchandise something or make a flash. And all the responses are him like, no, it's impossible to make giant, to mass produce giant uh, trailing 10 foot long hoods. And no, I can't just make a flash every time I'm away and haven't updated in a while. <laughs> so it's not particularly interesting to read the average uh, question response, unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, that that's the for that's uh today's form spring update. Um, that that covers what I want to get to before the actual material. So shall we, shall we get going? Uh, yeah, let's hop on in. All right, awesome. Um, okay, so we read twenty seven twenty six to twenty eight oh two today, which I is probably. Going on record for one of our shortest readings ever. Yes. A lot, um, lot of words. Page-wise, anyway. A lot of words. Lots of words. <laughs> um, so, so we resume uh, with our Rosen Kanaya conversation. Um, they have now caught up and are now talking on more or less equal terms in terms of having spoken to each other. Um, Kanaya is, is rambling again, um, and she brings up the game facts uh, while while Rose dismantles this piece of uh, architecture on her planet. Um, she, she's raised this island out of the ground and is like tearing it apart, and it's very cool. But as this is happening, um, they're they, they're talking. They're, they're they're still talking to one another. Um, so Rose brings up the guide and is uh, embarrassed or. Can I bring up the guide? Rose says she is embarrassed about it, um, and that she she to describe it, she says, "Have you ever written a message you regretted it immediately upon sending?" Um, and Kanaya responds uh, almost like lately, almost perpetually, which I think this interaction is adorable. Um, Rose being embarrassed about her game facts from like not too long ago before she decided that she knew everything. Yeah, and Kanaya just constantly getting flustered. Um, they're very cute. It's very cute. Um, they, uh, yeah. So, Kanaya takes this conversation into talking about how she kind of feels about, um, like, uh, how she kind of feels about the influence of the gods on the furthest ring, um, and Rose's course of action at this point. So remember that Kanaya has her her first image of Rose was from the game facts, and she kind of had this whole hero mythology of her. She just been on this whirlwind of uh being talked to by John, who is a lot less witty than Rose, being disappointed, uh watching Rose grow up, which was kind of dumb, um, etc. But Kanaya is now nervous about what. Uh, Rose is doing at this at this exact moment, which is using dark magic to uh, just fuck everything up. Um, Rose uh, Kanaya is a is a prospect dreamer, um, so she is 
unfamiliar with the gods of the furthest ring and is made uncomfortable by their involvement. Um, she also brings up that Rose's memories of all this are from a doom timeline and Kanaya knows from her session and the thing that happened with Aradia and all the Aradia bots that uh, any self that comes back from a doom timeline into the alpha timeline is slated for short, Im immediate destruction, basically. Uh, and even though it's just Rose's memories, it's still a little bit concerning um, that s some part of her from the doom timeline would come into play. Um, they talk a little bit about uh, Rose inquires to about her about the gods and her relationship with them. Kanai says, I'm a prospect dreamer, I don't know. Um, but basically says Kanai has complete trust in Skaya, um, and its benevolence, and it makes her she she just she doesn't trust anything that would uh turn away from it. Which implies something about the relationship between Skaya, the game, and the gods in the furthest ring. Yeah. Um Yeah. And Rose, uh, after Rose, after this, uh, gets gets back to her point and asks her again when she first read the walkthrough. Um, can I talk a little more about her feelings regarding Rose? Uh, in as far as her impressions of her, um, and says that at this point, uh, she had kind of been leaning towards like maybe she's not so great, but now she's kind of scared of her. Uh, she sees Rose as dangerous, um, and is invest and wants to. She she becomes very invested in trying to dissuade her from her current course of action, and you know, come back and come back to your house, and we'll play dress up, um, which I guess is uh, a a cute try, but it it indicates uh she's scared and she's desperate for some outlandish anything. Uh, and also hints that although. Later is not something that any of the kids have a uh, big supply of. Um, Rose might have a bit less uh, later than the rest do. So, I that's. I think I just I think I just summed up that whole conversation. Um, let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> which which part we want to talk about? Because there's a lot in it. <laughs> I don't know. I just kept going and you didn't stop me, so I was like, I guess they'll summarize all of these pages. Um You love uh I don't know. Um Well, I guess Kanaya cares about Rose. You love to see it. Yeah. Um it's adorable. Um It's it's it it's an interesting turn in in like the energy between them. Cause mm -hmm. the 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 sense of foreboding and the fact that like Kanaya says that that Rose's view like the viewport for Rose just goes dark in a few hours. Yes. Um. Before any of the kids do. Yeah. It's concerning. And S somewhat concerning. Yeah. And in general, uh. I I I looked for I looked forward a few pages like after into next week's reading and especially with uh last week's reading there there there's there's this building sense in the comic that like things are going to get worse and yeah it 
I think it's interesting that like Kanaya is is trying to prevent it, even though like there's like like the concept of the Alpha timeline has been introduced and Kanaya seems to be aware of it, and the other trolls seem to be aware of it because mm-hmm. of like the whole viewport feature implies that like things are concrete and you cannot change them. Yeah. Some of the trolls seem to have a bit more attachment to the, you know, they can change fate. Yeah. Um, and especially, I think, well, this is the first time I really thought about it from this angle, but I guess that there are some of the trolls who kind of have this belief that they can change fate, uh, just out of either unwillingness to believe that things are going to happen to people they care about, or, um, just stubbornness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Kanaya seems to, really really want to change what's going to happen because she's scared of rose and scared for her yes <laughs> um yeah you you yeah, you, rose... you really covered all the the big points of it with with the mm-hmm. summary it's just uh tone wise this the this set of pages really feels like a shift in the direction yeah. of the comic. What? Rose is getting herself into some shit. Yeah. Um, I really felt like this whole reading in general was a bit of a calm before the storm. Yeah. Um, cause there's a lot of futzing around and just, you know, character stuff. Um, but I, I, I think we're on the precipice of a lot of really big shit happening. Yeah. And it's not quite happening. Um, but the, it, the, the conversation between Rose and Kanaya kind of wraps up into a, a huge example of this, which is, uh, one of Rose's questions she wants to interrogate Kanaya with, um, is if she's heard of the Green Sun, which is a big, big plot device, big, uh, going forward. Huge plot device. Um, uh, listeners who, who have great memories will recall, um, in a flash, a, a long time ago, when, uh, when Beck was first introduced, uh, I pointed out that there was an image of a green sun, uh, that flashed on screen when he did his, his radioactive, like, teleport things. Yeah. So. Set up and pay off. Set up and pay off. You all should have put a pin <laughs> in that, and I hope you did. <laughs> Because now you can go, oh, that's why we put a pin in that. Well, we're not quite as to why, well, yeah, but, you know, yeah. you know, it's a thing. It, it also, like, it, Rose has, like, found this image of a, of a, of a green sun on, like, a giant, like, um, slab in, in, in the structure she was pulling apart. Yeah. Um, not in, like, the, the, a capture leg card or, like, the stone tablets in, um, in John's planet yeah so like that's yeah and it's, she she had but, to have gotten like the knowledge of the green sun elsewhere like this isn't the first instance of her seeing the green sun so she's obviously been like really like pulling things apart in the game and like getting info i like to imagine that she's like been interrogating her her uh consorts Pro- i i would imagine she has been <laughs> war criminal <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, 
I, I, I would attribute a tonal shift to this as well. Um, I feel like maybe that started a little bit last time as well with um, John and Vriska's conversations, where uh, Vriska's like whole overbearingness is m- maybe not quite the same, but it's the way Vriska kind of lords over John early on is, I think, another example of uh, a character dynamic that's a little bit less. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say that like it's it's the one. It's like getting really uncomfortable. Um, because we just got through Hive Bent and that had a lot of unhurtable shit in it. Yeah. Uh, but it it it's like a. It feels John is a more like established character, and it feels a little bit weirder. Yes. The 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 troll human interactions uh in Act Five Act Two start to take on like a new tone i guess yeah um maybe with i don't know from the the readings today uh, i felt like dave and terezi were pretty unchanged from how they were previously but uh kanaya and rose and riska and john um are very a very different kind of troll kid dynamic than we've seen so far yeah um speaking of riska and john uh, the, it's, the, they're back, um, for a little bit, a little bit more. Um, <laughs> we see a, a, a minor hint of, um, the, 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 I don't know how to describe it. The, the meme, the mimetic of influence that Terezi has with Jigus, uh, and how now, um, Briska is saying it, but John already knew about it. He wants to know how she knew about it. Um, and every time I read this, it inflicts psychic damage. Yeah, I'm so tired of it. Jigus G- really came in swinging on on this page. <laughs> this is the okay. Uh, content creators and writers out there, this is the problem with leaning into the meme. Um, is that ten years later, when people come back to reread whatever you made, uh, and you've leaned into the meme. Um, it's gonna, it, it, it really hurts those of us who have lived through <laughs> the actual meme and people actually saying these things in real life on the internet. Um, that's all. <laughs> um, Riska comments on John having a frog early, um, which I, I, I guess it, it's, it was funny to me, uh, early frog skip. Um, <laughs> suburb speedrun. Uh, also, just a funny, funny to comment uh, that John has a frog early when their um their whole session is they're already in the reckoning. Yeah. Uh, funny detail to fixate on. So like, suburb speedrun, but like unironically. Yeah, basically, just fuck everything up. <laughs> Null session percent. Um, what is the, the, the important thing here that is like a little bit had me reeling was that at the end, Vriska drops an additional, um, uh, exclamation point and is very flushed about this. She's very embarrassed. Um, Vriska's really emotionally invested in, uh, her self image, uh, with John already. Yeah. Um, and the rate at which it's happened, the rate at which that like we're at this point is like disorienting yeah um yeah a little bit a little bit <laughs> why is she blushing <laughs>
Um, uh, so, um, they, there's a, there's an off-camera, uh, little alchemy session with some clothes. Riska basically just dresses John up like herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this is, like, one of the main reasons why last episode I was, like, Vriska really sees John as a blank slate mm-hmm. because uh, she she's now molding John into to Vriska too. <laughs> and well, a horrible fate. Horrible fate. Wouldn't want that to happen. Who turned on the Vriskification ray? The Vriska Tulpa is taking hold. <laughs> Hey, that, gonna that's, be down that's my co-host. bit. That's my bit. That's my joke. You can't, you can't, you can't take that from me. I can joke about it all I want. Whatever, listeners. Uh, <laughs> if if you're not aware of the Vriska Tulpa joke, go uh, just search Vriska. All all instances instances of Vriska Tulpa said by me on Twitter. You'll you'll find... probably if you just search if you just search Vriska Tulpa probably probably all of what comes up is from you. <laughs> I hope so. I haven't I haven't I haven't bothered and, checking and that. like. And, like, those of us around you who have repeated the meme at some point. Yeah. Vriska Tulpa is, um, like, one of my, like, top top five bits. It's, like, that, uh... Momo. Momo at the, 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 the Fortnite Marshmallow concert. <laughs> um, any of my black bile tweets, those are good. <laughs> I can't think of any other two bits. Top three. Top three. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I there's like a bunch of different ways to read this. Um, like the blank slate thing is one. Um, I I like th- thought of it as like Vriska's ego is so massive. Uh, that like, like it's like a it's like a Vriska giant ego thing, or like it's some it's, part of her. It's definitely self-image. part that too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know, Vriska psychoanalysis, like, we've already been over, like, you know, she has a giant ego, but she hates herself, but she hates everyone else more, whatever. It's a, it's a thing. People struggle with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's more of me sounding like an asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, the, the Vriska John dialogue is cut, uh, pretty short, um, at this point, uh, I was expecting it to go on for a bunch more pages, but it it it, do- it doesn't really. It's pretty light this reading, um, but yeah, uh, John kind of pieces out to go help his friends, which he should do because Jade is still not in the session. So, something, something that like I I took note. Of. We we we've already talked about June Egbert, mm-hmm. so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come up at other points when when I feel like pointing it out. Um, Get used to it. The, the, the Matrix Mr. Anderson reference at the end of this dialogue. I was wondering if you were going to say anything about that. Yeah, that, that, definitely not intended by Hussey, like, the whole June Egbert thing is not intended by Hussey at all, but, like, I don't see many people, like, bring this up. Uh, the, the trans allegory, uh, interpretation of Matrix, of the Matrix, just, with, with, june egbert with that applied like it it lines up it lines up hella well yeah it scared me i've i've never seen anybody bring up this page like at all and it, it really snuck up on me 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever have you seen The Matrix? Um, I've not. Uh, I hate I hate to say Fuck. you need to see it. It's a good movie. I I um, I intended well I intend on getting into like uh the whole Matrix extended media shit. Oh. Because like I'm a big fan of the concept of of uh transmedia storytelling. Just because I like fucking around in different mediums and not like sticking to one. Mm-hmm. Uh and like the second I found out that like half of the story from I think the second second Matrix movie is like in a video game, I'm like I was like oh shit. And then I found out about like the animated shit that's also the canon. Animatrix. Yeah, I've not seen the Animatrix. I've seen the original Matrix trilogy. I'm a bit of a boomer on the subject. Where like I really like the first movie. Um. I think that the highway scene from the second movie is awesome, and the third movie is, like, very eh to me. Yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely cool. I, I really like the first movie. Um, I, like, the whole uh, trans-allegory thing of The Matrix kind of flies over my head, even though I've watched it with that in mind. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I given that the director the Wachowski sisters themselves have said that it's true. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um I still don't get it though. Uh I, I have the Keanu Reeves take where I don't get it but I think it's neat. <laughs> that that's how I feel about uh all of the um trans stuff in uh post homestuck is I, I I'm I'm Keanu Reevesing it. I'm doing the wholesome chungus where I say, you know what, I don't <laughs> I didn't realize I don't I don't get it but I think it's neat. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> But yeah, no, watch the first Matrix movie. It's really, really awesome. Um, the the action is really good. Uh, it's a perfect time capsule of the the turn of the century when the coolest thing ever was to wear a long black leather trench coat and sunglasses. Um, uh, bullet time. The, the Wachowskis basically invented bullet time. I don't know. I don't want to be too much of a Matrix nerd, but the, the first movie is super awesome, and I think you should watch it. All right. But, I need to watch, like, a single Keanu Reeves movie in general. I've, Have you seen John Wick? I've never seen any movie that Keanu Reeves is in. Oh my god. How have you avoided the man? I mean, I don't know. I watched Matrix when I was pretty young. Um, wait. Wait, no. I watched John Wick. Wrong. What, I've what, seen what? Toy Story 4. <laughs> wait, is he in Toy Story 4? Yeah, he plays the fucking, like, daredevil action figure motorcycle dude. They need to stop making those movies. Yeah. Pixar, you need to stop. Uh, just stop. <laughs> Cut it out. Come up with some original ideas and then come back. I don't know. Um, yeah, movies. Movies. Film, yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but yeah, um, what, winding, let's, let's rewind, uh, I was going to say something about the winding road of a tangent, and I said rewind, so I'll use the same word twice, and now I can't... Whatever. Let's get back on track. Um, I Before we move off this, I wanted to make another comment um, about, like, Vriska projecting um, and just the way that, like, you can read this. Is, like, Vriska kind of, uh, like, as they sign off, Vriska is like, damn, you really have a thing for me that you're already talking, thinking about when you get to talk to me again. And it's like, you're really showing your hand there, girl. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. That's, that, that's it. Um, 
that she like vagues Tavros at the end. Um, she's like trying not to get corrupted by uh, anybody with brown text uh, or gray text, which is like, you know, don't stop my boy from talking to Carcat. Uh, I love <laughs> keep flip that keep happening. Get a load of this John Cat shipper over here. I just think they're funny. I yeah, not a John they're Cat shipper. They're funny. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think that John has ever talked to Tavros. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, Verska really shows her hand by vaguing him here. Yeah. I gotta say, she, <laughs> I can see why Terezia is such a better manipulator than she is. She sucks at this. Um, and, and my notes for the next page, the first thing it says is the return of the king. It was a long, long 798 pages without Dave. I gotta say, I missed my boy. Unfortunately, this is not the Dave we left off with. This is a... It is a Dave, though, and that's all that's important. Yeah, uh, it's it's a Dave from 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 the end of the session. Come, come Coming back to haggle John about money. Yes, I love that Dave comes back and the, his first appearance in almost 800 pages is just, like, asking to bum money off of John. It's so good. <laughs> um, I love Dave so much. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say, and I'm beginning to realize how much I truly adore Dave. He's good. <laughs> um, But yeah, this is... This is a Dave who's clearly quite experienced uh, with time tra time travel. Um, he's talking about stable time loops. Uh, talking about um, fucking I don't know. It I love the uh, that he's talking about. Um, it's just regular old time travel. <laughs> he's just he's Dave from the future. <laughs> Nothing special, dude. Come on. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh. There's some foreshadowing here, um, where John asks about what it's like, what what's going on in the future, um, and Dave says, you know, Rose is crazy, Jade is crazier, which is unexpected, uh, and you're still you, which I love, I love that, I love the, the, the anchor that John is in this insane universe. Classic John. Um, talk about, uh... The the making a killing in the land of Eaton Clockwork Stock Exchange, um, which is still funny, uh, just 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 classic Dave Dalek. I want to I want to talk more about it, but there's not really a lot to talk more about besides like he's funny and I like I like it I like it when he talks. Um, it is funny. He says Jigus. He does do that, unfortunately. Terezia is rubbed off on him a bit, clearly, because he substitutes a three for the E in Jigus. Horrible. Um, John side-eyes him a little bit. Um, also, uh, Dave inadvertently uh, fills John in on Vriska's name by warning him to not talk to Vriska. Uh, which bodes ill about the future of the session, I suppose. Um... But yeah, he he sends John the 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 wire transfer app and then pieces out, and then we get uh we get, we go to Dave's perspective, um and I think that uh the series of pages of Dave's uh antics in the stock exchange are some of my favorite visual gags in the whole comic, if not my favorite period. 
it is the perfect crime. It really is. Um, it's so fucking funny. This was like one of the pages that like, uh, if people, if, if I knew people who like, I wanted to impress with that, I read this stupid, crazy web that makes no sense. I would just post this. Um, and it's still good for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, I, I, it's, it's, it is an incredibly funny visual gag. Um, and the, it is the perfect crime is a, an amazing caption. Shout out to the to the Dave in the the green suit uh, on page twenty seven forty one who is about to steal the the briefcase of the Dave we are currently focusing on. Yes, they're so <laughs> Husty's so good at just like sneaking in little visual gags. It's great. Um, the one Dave that just has Teresi's glasses unexplainably. Um, but yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's making, he's making money, um, uh, with, collaborating with Terezi, uh, uh, evidently, um, cause shortly into the, these pages we get, uh, our first of many special logs between Dave and Terezi in this reading. Um, like I said, they're kind of doing their normal antics, um, Terezi is still spamming Dave with these little image edits she makes, um, which, at first, I kind of read as coming on, like, strong, like, she has a thing for Dave, but now I don't really know what to make of it, considering that, uh, Cardcat and Terezi are kind of a complicated thing right now. Um, and I think that Terezi might just have this serious, ironic, she might just be, Dave might be rubbing off on her a bit. I don't know. I don't know how to read it. My song is an invitation for you to respond. Oh, sorry, I had a brain off moment. <laughs> it's it, it's it's difficult to process. Um, yeah. It. Uh. It. This is like. To it's definitely like a Terezi who's like further down the line, time wise and interaction wise, and. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like that's why it's harder the re- harder to read. Yeah. Um, I think part of why a lot of these are kind of difficult to understand or, like, get, wrap your head around is that there, there are, like, the troll and human interactions, um, like with Kanai and Rose that are pretty straightforward a lot of time where they're responding to one another, uh, in a very linear fashion once they've synced up in a way. And then you have stuff like this where Dave is jumping all around time. Um, Terezi is instructing him on how to construct table, stable time loops. Um, and she admits at one point in one of these special logs on these pages, um, that she kind of has the luxury to hop off, do whatever, and then hop back on and then resume. Yeah. So it makes it a bit more complex. Um, and it's kind of hard to judge where Terezi is at, uh, when she's. N- trying really hard to impress Dave or make him laugh or just rag on him. Yeah. Well, the... Terezi's said in the past that she's not too fond of the idea of trolling someone, like, out of order. And this Dave that we're focusing on is specifically Dave three days worth of time in the future. Mm -hmm. So... The, this 
it's my assumption that this is also a Terezi who is like three days worth of time Dave Wise in the future. Hmm. And I don't know if I'd buy that. And the the, the reason why I think this is because the, there's there's she's suddenly talking about this idea of Dave competing with John, and it it, oh, yeah. it really comes out of nowhere, which makes it seem like something on the troll side has happened to warrant a, a competition between Dave and John. Yeah. Um. The competition thing between Vriska and Therese and their efforts comes up uh in the in the flash we get this this reading but the this is the first time the only time so far that we've seen that it's raised that they're uh competing with one another yeah um specifically uh Dave kind of hand waves and says like there's no goddamn way I'm going to outpace John here no no, don't matter what I do, I'm not going to outpace Egbert, is what he says. Um, which is hinting that something that uh, something's going to happen. Yeah, because right now, John is a little bit kind of not that far ahead. Like, Dave's going like ape. and John is really underpowered compared to Dave right now. Dave has the luxury of being a time player. Yeah. Uh, he literally has all, basically all the time in the world the power level. Um, and John outpacing him in some way, uh, in any way regarding related to the game, it should raise some flags. Yes. Uh, (laughs) especially with us who know, who know what happens this act. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Yeah, they're talking about, um, Trezzy says that, uh, Specifically, what he has to do with some of the money is that he has to wire her 413 uh, bonds uh, six hours and 12 minutes in the past. Um, So yeah, that's that's, that's part of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, What else? There's there's the comic that Dave makes for Terezi, which is... I always forget that this is real. Um, I think I've seen this about a million times, and every time I see it, I forget it's actually in the comic. It's so and funny. it's not a thing that a fan made. It's really funny. Um, the <laughs> fucking <laughs> Kool-Aid man. I don't know. It Yeah. It's there. I w- it's there, and I always forget it's there. Um, also, like, the Dave not understanding, like, the whole bucket thing, uh, and the 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 man bursting through the wall who is built to just contain a large amount of red liquid, like maybe contributes to the whole awkwardness of their of how to read it because like obviously uh, to trolls or in Terezi specifically a lot like this is pretty lascivious yeah um and Dave just has no way of knowing that. So it's 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 a weird dynamic. It's very funny and very like fun to read, but uh, whenever it drifts into that territory, I just have no idea how to parse it. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I, if anybody has a take on uh, this, that's not just like Dave Rezzy real, um, at the at 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 us about it. 
because uh, we're at a loss. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, so yeah, so after that conversation, uh, we go over to Terezi on the Meteor in a different session, a different time, right after they finished the game and had to flee to the Meteor. Um, and we, we, we join up on her just in time for her to witness the destruction of Prospit. Blows up in a giant green explosion. Unfortunate. Fucked up. F. Very fucked up. <laughs> F. Ripped to all the, uh, trolls, all the Prospit trolls dream selves, I guess. Um, but yeah. So Terezi comes back into the the main room with all the trolls in it uh at just about the wrong time because she has walked directly into Kanaya uh bisecting Tavros I, um I hate that this event is used as like an anchor point in time it I think it's hilarious yeah it it is <laughs> <laughs> um it, it it provides a very nice it, it it does provide a very good uh central point I think um, it's funny that this is what they chose to go with. This is what Hussy chose to go with. But yeah. Uh, Equius is sweating up a storm, which I don't like at all. And Gamzee just looks shocked, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and Karkat has passed out. Um, Terezi is largely unfazed by this. Um, or perhaps more phased by the... Explode the by prospect exploding. Um. But yeah, the so so Terezi takes it upon herself to open up a memo to inform everybody about the destruction of Prospect, but is interrupted by her future self from three minutes in the future saying, "Hey guys, Prospect exploded. I need uh, current me. I need you to uh wait for something else to happen." Um. Couple of the trolls come on and bicker about uh, Tavros's uh, legs. Um, no, Tavros in the future comes in and talks about uh, his new legs and falling downstairs. Um, future Arachnus Grip comes in to be a jerk about it, um, and Future Equis comes in to be a bit of a creep. You hate to see it. Um, you hate to see these things. Uh, Nepeta yeah. Nepe jump, jumps in with some useful information. Uh, mm -hmm. Durst has also been destroyed. Yes. You hate to see it. F. Ripped to yes. all of the dream selves. Yeah. Um. There's something in here, but yeah. Riska says, uh, all of your extra lives are wasted to everybody. Um, which is a, a, a little bit strange. Strange that she doesn't include herself in that, considering that she's also a prospect dreamer. Yeah, there, there's, there's been a bit of a weirdness going on with Vriska on the meteor because, uh, as we know from the events of uh, Act Five, Act One, uh, the magic cue ball exploded on Vriska and destroyed her arm and her eye. But all of a sudden, yeah. now on the meteor, Vriska's being depicted with her arm back and her eye back. So yeah. it, it brings the question. What happened to Vriska? How is she repaired? Uh, what's going on with that? The most uh, the, the the most straightforward assumption uh, would be that this is her that this ended up being her dream self uh, through the events of the game. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe, maybe not. We'll yeah, see. yeah. I feel like that's what we're we're supposed to think is that uh, mm-hmm. original Vriska died, and this is now Prospect Vriska that's on the meteor. Yeah. Um, are there references to her sleeping? Um, I can't think of any. Mm. Just random, random thought. No. Uh. Okay. Also, in, in in on this page, uh, Napetta says that Feffrey is now sleeping and won't wake up, and I don't know what the hell's going on with that because I can't remember what what happens with that plot thread like at all. So I can't make any kind of foreboding. I know what's going to happen. Statement. That is also alluded to in the Flash. Yes. Um, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. For bonings aside, um, Terezi, uh, current Terezi, uh, is taken, is, is, has, uh, closed the memo to wait for something to happen. Um, and what happens is she gets wired a transfer of 413 boon bonds. Um, we know that, uh, we, we know where this is from, but she at the moment is shocked by this. Um... Big fan of the uh, Shocked Terezi page. Uh, another um, clone of the Shocked Kanaya page. Pretty good. It's good. Yep. Um, Terezi uh, gets Solix to backtrace the money transfer and discover that it is from one of the kids uh, in the universe they created. Um, the other trolls are not really... Uh, Solix is not very intrigued by the the prospect of talking to the kids. Um, as are many of the trolls, but Solix here is just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, who gives a fuck? Solix is a doomer. He's black-pilled. <laughs> um, but uh, as, as uh, per Torres' insistence, um, Solix pulls up the viewport to view uh, Dave um, at just the beginning of his timeline. And so... Feferi, Solix, and Therese, you'll crowd around a computer screen to watch Dave grow up. Um, and it's kind of cute. Uh, we love baby Dave. Um, formerly mentioned meme. Um, the, the little mon- mini montage of Dave being raised by bro. Um, having to duel with Cal. Um, to be fed. Shout out to 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 poor fucking Maplehoof. <laughs> Maplehoof just got owned in the meteor, and then got explosion. turned into a bin. Yeah, wait, I didn't even catch that was what happened. Oh my lord, it's damn it's so unfortunate. Fucked up. I I really love the uh kind of the 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 sheer um how blatant it is that like. Dave survive like all of the kids can survive the meteors landing just fine, um, but anything they bring with them is just annihilated. Um, poor Maplehoof. Yeah, we see we see we see baby little baby Dave uh having a duel with Cal for food, um already being abused by a bro and flying around, um. Learning to DJ, uh, it's, it's truly, it's truly bizarre in the context of the Strider relationship. Yeah. Um, the, the panel of, uh, Dave on 26, 2769 receiving his first shitty sword is very cute, though, I gotta say. 
Um, something else, like, a little, like, thematically speaking about these is, um, I want to call back to when Carcat observed John growing up, and John had the shirt that had the spade on it, uh, and that montage kind of ended with Carcat, uh, falling caligonously for John, yeah. in a way. Uh, Dave in this montage has a heart shirt on it, which has, uh, which I guess has Dave Rezzy implications if you want to read it if you, in, in that way. Um, shrug, it's there, I guess. Dave Rezzy real, you heard it here first. <laughs> it, I don't, I don't have any beef with it at this point. Um, th- the story is just kind of happening. Yeah. But yeah. Um... Teresa gets very possessive of Dave during this and kind of uh, pushes Solix and Teferi away uh, to to fuck with him in his in his in his in his youth. Um, the and, and we see the the first contact between um, Dave and Teresa actually when they were when uh, Dave was younger. Um, it's. I don't think there's a whole shitload to say about the conversation besides that, you know, it's it's pretty funny. Da- Young Dave is still Dave. Um, the part where she asks him what his name is and he just, without a hitch, responds, Shaggy 2 Dope drives me insane. It's, it's so good. Dave is so funny. <laughs> um, Something interesting about the this pester log is, like, it's implied that Terezi is the source of... Like the sweet bro and hella Jeff style, yes. Which I completely uh, forgot about. I love the the um. I love the little thing she draws um, and just the the implication like basically, uh, like every major meme it that was a meme in the comic that became a meme in real life, like is directly Teresi's fault, which is incredibly funny to me. Um, what else? Uh, the comic that Dave draws, uh, Cool Dude and Stoner Lou, is, I don't know, I don't think it's directly appropriated from Hussey's previous oeuvre, but it is, like, basically identical to, like, a certain phase of Hussey's shitty comic. Yeah. That he was in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be passing out bitches like cheap cigars. It's something I think about a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's also funny that, uh, this is, D- Dave's uh, trying to, like, branch out and stop being so derivative of his bro, and he's, like, talking about, like, he wants to be his own artist, and this is what he's making. <laughs> he takes himself so seriously. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> also, him, de- him describing the mouth that Teresi draws as, like, a fucking pork chop is also just beautiful. Um, it 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 brings a whole new perspective to the sweet bro and Helen Jeff mouth. But yeah, um, I think this is was this was this where um, wait, no, no never mind. Um, what else? The 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 other the my the other thing I want to call it is being hilarious in this. This has so many good Dave moments in it. Um, is when he's like. Uh, uh, delivering whether or not a twelve-year-old Dave is delivering on whether or not he should show an, so another kid his uh his comic because it's borderline pornographic, and when he asks how old she is, she responds six, 
is another really funny product of the cultural divide, I think. Classic line. <laughs> How old are you? Six. It's pretty good. But yeah, this is just our first contact between the two of them. Um, establishing, you know, the the David Terezi uh David Terezi bit goes on goes on for a very long time. Um <clears throat> we cut back to Dave, uh, in 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 some hot water, literally, uh shortly before he executes this whole scheme, uh, to send Terezi the money. Um Yeah. Th- specifically like we're finally back to Dave, like, as we left him off at the end of Act Four. Yes, basically. This this is the this is the earliest Dave we see so far in this reading. Yeah. Um, and he is inexplicably being served up in a suit by his consorts. <laughs> the f- what? What did he do? To, what did What did he do? I just wanted the backstory and how the fuck he got here. I do too. Um. But yeah. So. Yeah. So we go back to uh, another conversation between the two of them. Um, the, the chronologically earliest conversation between the two of them, I believe, at this point. Uh, besides the one that we just saw. Um, where Terezi kind of puts him onto the, uh, puts him onto the scheme. Um, they, uh, this is the point where I started thinking about, like, Dave is a time player, so naturally he's more inclined to this kind of thing, but I think it's a real testament to Terezi's intelligence that she manages to, that she latches on so quickly, and, um orchestrates Dave setting up this series of stable time loops to convince himself basically to wire her a shitload of money yeah. and make a shitload of money. Yeah. Um, is really, really smart. Uh, just in case the comments didn't make that clear enough already. Um, I don't have a ton of notes on the next couple pages of conversation. It's kind of par for the course uh, between... Glorious, di- glorious dialogue back and forth, weird, flirtatious engagements, um, and the the great bit of the the gif edits of them dancing. Yeah, Re- huge fan of these. Really good bit. Hell fucking yes, got a lot of uh, mileage as a reaction back in the day. Yeah, uh, I hope it still does. Yeah. Um. The the uh the classic um. Dave going back and uh, flipping himself a thumbs up uh, to let himself know to go along with this is also a pretty iconic thing and a pretty good thing at that. Uh, Dave thumbs up. Classic shout out. We got that emote in the Discord server, which you can join. It's a link in the podcast Twitter bio. Um, yeah. So they, they this, this exchange goes on um, until... Uh, Dave is mournfully interrupted by Carcat, um, with some kind of harassment on deck. Do you have any comment on the these pages? Because like, I I read I've I read through them a couple times um, while I was going over this reading, and like, there's not they're basically just talking about the, the their scheme. Yeah, I I didn't really take that many notes on these pages except like acknowledging that like. Dave and Terezi are kind of warming up to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a good like 
It's a good starter point, I think, for their yeah. relationship. The only other thing is that I, I, I wrote down that, like, uh, confirming where we are chronologically with Dave, Dave mentions that, like, he's like, oh, I forgot I could time travel. Just kind mm-hmm. of in passing. This is a much, uh, um, uh, more inexperienced Dave than the one that chimed in at the start of the reading to ask John for money. Yeah. But yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, Dave's, their conversation is interrupted by, uh, by Carcat. Um, also, uh, there is a clock, I do not believe it is the clock, but there is a clock, uh, right here when Carcat butts in that is, uh, conspicuously tick-tocking, um, in the GIF animation, which is not usually a detail that is... Uh, that kind of thing is a detail that's not usually, um, insignificant. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, which kind of struck me as odd, but yeah, it's there. Um, this planet is the land of heat and clockwork, after all. Um, we, we go back to John. Um, John, uh, actually takes initiative and contacts Riska here, um, to give her an update on what's going on. Um, Riska is really put off by John, uh, talking to her first, um, and when she flips out about it, John's like, why can't I do that? You guys do it all the time. Um, they, there's a little bit of a back and forth, uh, where also John now knows Riska's name and she's also a bit bothered about that. Um, but yeah, John, uh, John basically... Gives her an update of what he's doing. Um, points her t- in the direction of the of the Con Air ending YouTube video and then signs out. Um, before we get our, our giant embarrassing car cap monologue, uh, we have another one of the greatest pages ever made in modern fiction. Um, and I'm not talking about Blurry Gamzee. Blurry Gamzee is pretty funny. I don't know what it is. Blurry Gamzee keeps showing up, but he needs to stop showing up. Scary. <laughs> I keep interrupting me. I, I, that was another, that was my interruption for today that I feel bad about. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, um... This seemingly just completely throwaway page, uh, that is also the the best flash ever. Um, the 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 Frisco watch street tough maverick with nothing to lose. Um, really good. Really good. That's that's all <laughs> that needs to be said. Um, the <laughs> it's it is immensely hilarious to me that this that like. Uh, th- this is just inserted out of nowhere. Um, I remember this very vividly, as everybody as everybody should. Um, but I had basically forgotten the context of it, and the fact that it's really easy to forget the context of it um, makes it even funnier to me because it's just dropped in there. Yeah, basically. Um, great. Also, a little weird observation. Um, the the, the title of the video that she looks at. And the 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 uploader is says Nick Chinland, who is another actor in Con Air, but is not Nicolas Cage and is not present in this video. 
Do you have any idea what the reasoning of this is? No. Or, uh, um, my my only assumption is that this YouTube uploader, his fifty six, his fifty five other videos are just the entire movie Con Air split up into different videos. I hope so. That's my um, headcanon because I passion for Nick Chinlin. I don't think that was ever a real YouTube account. Well, it it may have been a real YouTube account. Maybe. We'll never know because the actual video that is in question here is no longer on YouTube. Yeah. Shout out shout out old YouTube. If you're if you're if you're old enough to remember remember old YouTube, uh you get a you get a senior discount. <laughs> we need to bring back the senior discount man. <laughs> but <clears throat> If you remember the senior discount meme, you are entitled to a senior discount. <laughs> um, yeah, I really wish that uh, the I could have some content list because I checked the hussy notes as well uh, from the book, and no, no mention of why it says Nick Chinland, who is not in this, not in this video. But yeah, um, pretty good. Yes, I'm nodding. I keep forgetting that when I <laughs> nod, that, that you can't see it. <laughs> I do that all the time. Um, if your monologue, just assume that I am doing like a slow nod to indicate my understanding and uh, base agreement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking of giant embarrassing car cat monologues, um, he breaks out probably his most embarrassing one yet. Uh, Carcat harasses both John and Dave to join his memo. Um, the, Fruit- the, 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 the Fruity Rumpus Asshole Factory memo. I One of the best... Fru- Fruity, I'm sorry. Fruity Rumpus Asshole Factory is such a memorable string of words. One of the best names for anything in that Hussey's ever come up with. Yes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, loath as I am to unironically describe things as cringy. this is, ooh, ooh. It's bad. It's really fucking bad. <laughs> I was getting on Vriska earlier for not being able to, for just showing her hand shamelessly. Carcat sucks at, like, not just making a giant embarrassment of himself. Yeah. <laughs> um... Holy shit. Uh, fucking... What do my notes even say about this? <sighs> Carcat first chooses to lecture Dave um, to stop hitting on Terezi um, in the the first of showing his ass. Um, Dave obviously immediately uh, identifies that Carcat is just sore about this topic. Um, and kind of plays up how Terezi is, uh, hitting on him. Uh, even John, um, is, inquires as to whether Terezi is actually, uh, Karkat's girlfriend, um, which he is, he lashes out at with comical, a, a comical lack of, uh, ability to show, to hide his ass. Um, <sighs> 
John asks how many quadrants there are, which is a really funny question. It's, it's a great showcase of, of John as a character. That single line. <laughs> this is exactly... When I said a while ago that I wanted this comment to have group chats, this is kind of what I wanted um, with, with Dave saying, John, goddammit, stop embarrassing us. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Karkat then turns to John um, and instructs him to stop uh, talking to Vriska because she's crazy. Um, he, he starts out barely smooth and then immediately fucks it up when he gets extremely specific about uh, somebody in this, someone... Some troll and some human talking about, you know, polygamous relationships, and maybe there's a bit of a cultural gap, and the one of them is in a heated gamer moment, and, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on, and he can't really control his impulses, and it's, like, so, like, Carcat, Jesus Christ, dude, log off. It, it's so fucking embarrassing. Okay. This is one of my favorite things about Homestuck is that it it really achieves uniquely online experiences that you you can't really get in other media like it's it's very hard to like achieve the cringe feeling through text but this is yes but the way Homestuck presents it with with its pester logs it's so close to home it does it so well this is surgically extracted thir- online 13-year-old teenager cringe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It is wonderful. Um, Garcat's spelling out to John that, you know, Vriska has a thing for him, and John just being incredibly innocent young child about it to the the chagrin of both Dave and Carcat. It's man. Oof. Then we get the 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 big I I would say the big kicker of 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 this this memo is when Carcat's like why why are you two worrying about troll girls anyway? You have to worry about repopulating the human population and then Carcat's so crazy. And then he whips out the fucking shipping chart. Oh my god. Or as he titled it, mating diagram for morons. <laughs> fucking I love Carcat. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> Um I, I want to backpedal a second. We're trying to take this as it comes. Um, I want to say that John's saying here, like, I, I've never thought about a girl like th- I've never thought about a girl that way. I don't, I don't know. I want, I think, I want to say this is a thing that people would point to when, uh, the when Tayowies was in was in fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a this is a big, uh, uh. John has never had a thing for a girl moment, which is, you know, like, whatever. Um, they're, they're, they're children. They're 13. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh God. The, uh, the, the absolute precision of Dave, um, asking if a human girl rejected Carcat and then 
shifting to if it was a guy, and then Karkat immediately just gets pissed off. Is like, <laughs> man, um, <laughs> shit. Karkat really dropped the ball on this one. Oh, he's such a fucking moron. I I also it's so adorable that John. Uh, like, when Carcass starts, like, ranting about making out, John is like, do you think that Frisk is going to try to make out with me? It's adorable. <laughs> oh. The, the, the denseness of John is, is so He's endearing. Such an idiot. It's, it, yes, it's good. Truly, because because when he brings up the ectobiology, he's like, wait, I, 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 I watched us all be created. We're all related. And, <laughs> man. <laughs> Carcat uh, expresses disdain for humans that incest is taboo in their society. Um, a little bit problematic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but the the mating diagram for let's let's go back to the mating diagram for morons. Um, Carcat like the establishment of Carcat as like a relationship nerd is so perfect to me it's such a funny characterization for him yeah um it's kind of like hinted at before where like Aridan would go to Karkat for like comfort um because of his troubles and despite Aridan being Aridan Karkat would like happily open his arms to uh to discuss this bullshit with him but it, it was never shown to the degree of Karkat drawing out a chart for the kids to to pair off so they could repopulate their species and it's just ooh <laughs> um the, the, the and uh it that it ends with Carcat just banning both of them and closing the memo is also great um This is, I think, my wish for group. This is my wish for group chats, uh, happening, being fulfilled in the best way possible. I think. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for the rumpus asshole factory. <laughs> but yeah, um, we have one major obstacle in between right now and the end of the episode, and the that that obstacle is uh our first major walk around flash with a ass ton of dialogue. Yes. Um, um. Specifically, this walk around picks up right after Tavros gets his leg sawed off, and Carcat passes out, and he's been passed out for a while. But now he's awake. Past Carcat has woken up. And, um, and we're here. We're on the meteor. It's great. Y- yeah. Um. I. This flash was both more and less than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, there are a sequence of flashes throughout Act Five, Act Two that follow this format, um, and this is the this is this is the first of a couple of them, and I didn't really have an idea in my head of like what was distributed across what, and this one is basically just amounts to you talk around you, you baby, you walk around and you talk to the trolls. You can be Vriska and do that. You can be Teresian do that. Yeah. Um. um. This one very much feels like an introduction to the to the format because yes. the the ones that we'll encounter later there's like a narrative purpose the, the there's a goal 
that you try to get to and them. This one's just you walk around and you talk to people. Yeah, I was confused by this one because um, there's I do not I couldn't find a clear ending to it. There, there is no um, there there's no ending to this one. You just you just walk around, do all the talking you can, and that's it. Yep. Um. So it's I. <sighs> I want to spend some time talking about uh, covering it, but there's not really a d- ton of things that I don't want to go through every bit of dialogue in it. I, um, I, I went through every every dialogue combination, and I have sitting in front of me an entire page's worth of information that I thought was necessary j- just from this. I have some key points, but it sounds like you are more prepared, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Okay, so. This is going to be, like, very disjointed because, like, it's just, like, information that I extracted from, like, random, random conversations. Because the thing about this is, uh, depending, like, obviously, depending on who you're playing as, there's going to be different things said. But when, sometimes when you talk to someone in, in the, in the thing, it's, like, be the other person. But Mm -hmm. the be the other person options can change based on who you're already playing as. Yes. And it 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 adds like this this kind of like hidden depth of information. So so okay, to begin on this this heap of information, uh the first thing that that I wrote down was Carcat actually woke up on Prospect before it was destroyed. Yes. Uh so he got to experience being killed. Um, poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, uh, everyone's now forbidden from sleeping. I think that was mentioned in passing earlier. I can't. I, I think so. But 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 it just solidifies the fact that like Carcat has now banned everyone on the media from sleeping. Uh, further going into Karkat's weird authoritarian streak of, like, banning sleeping. Yeah. Um, th- this was implied with, with the Terezi bit, but, but everyone started talking to the kids before Karkat ordered everyone to start talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. Which, which I thought was really funny because he, 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 he gets really up the ass about trolling the kids. Um... Carcat doesn't care that like they're talking to the kids at this point. Uh, he is among the least enthusiastic to do so. Yeah. Uh, Feffrey was interested in in Carcat's dream after he died because he he mm-hmm. started dreaming after he died and he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, and Feffrey being a Durst dreamer, uh, hinted at. The, the horror terrors uh mm-hmm. which is kind of what i was vaguing at like a while ago when i was like oh now that now that dream jade is dead what happens when when you start dreaming and your dream self is dead uh something happens with the horror terrors uh Vriska has plans for the humans irons in the fire uh, as always as always um but but carcat tells her to stop uh, until he looks into it, so he he's continuing with this. I'm I'm the I'm the leader. Do as I say. Bit. Um, In fairness to him, on this count, it's Vriska. Yeah, yeah. 
we get more uh, Aradia being foreboding, saying things are inevitable because she said that because when when you talk to her as Carcat, uh, she's like, you should just go ahead and troll the humans. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, Nepeta's role playing with the humans. Uh, Equius wanted to originally give Tapper. Now hang, horse- hold on. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> Are you just gonna gloss over the Nepeta hand? What? The the sprite where she has the horrifically detailed hand. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I should I should clarify. <laughs> I, I did I I'm sticking to the thing where I'm I'm going through everything as it's presented to me by Viz Media, so I'm doing the non-flash format. Wait, no, no, it doesn't show her fucking. It doesn't weird show it. Hand. It doesn't show it. It doesn't oh, show my. any of the the. It doesn't. It's just like static, static talk sprites I'm, as they're really I'm, presented. I'm so pissed off. Yeah, it's 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 very unfortunate. But I don't even know what you're talking about. So, um, in in the sprite sheet for for Nepeta's talk sprite, she has a sprite that shows one time at the end of the dialogue when she uh, when Karkat orders her to role play with humans as much as possible, where like she does like the little like a little bit of a cat girl pose. She like puts her hand up like a paw, um, and she just has this really detailed like fist, um, that garnered a little bit of infamy for a while. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fucked up. Couldn't just let you get away with not with that not being brought up. Okay. Um, Equius wanted to originally give Tavros horse legs. Because <laughs> it's so fucked up. I can't stand Equius. Um. Uh, Kanaya tells Carcat that that they should really consider looking into the kids. Um, mm. you can go to the Ecto Lab as Carcat. And it, it shows you a funny little image of him with all the babies. I love that picture. It, it's great. It's good. Um, Feffery thinks that the humans are the key to killing the demon that is loose in their session. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we get we get the first instance of the competition between uh, Dave and John. It's brought up by Vriska. Vriska, Vriska really wants to start a competition over who can manipulate a boy the best. Terezi is not really that into this idea, because uh, Terezi just kind of live her life and just won't let their whole rivalry go. Yeah. Um, Aradia, in, in reference to what Fefri said about the humans being the key to killing the demon, uh, says that they are also part of the problem. Uh, which, like, obviously. Um... Nepeta likes Jade a lot, like genuinely, Aww. which I thought was really cute. Um, we get set up for the for the air. Well, more more set up for uh, Aridin and Solix. Something happening between them because Aridin is like dead set on being being in Kismesis with with, with somebody. It's it's very obviously Solix. Yeah, but this this uh, given the dialogue between uh, Riska and Aradin, um, it, it seems that like I don't know if Aradin has something specifically for Solix outside that like you know she stole his girl. 
Yeah. Um, but it, it uh, Aradin just seems like kind of desperate for anybody who can fill his Caligula's quadrant, and uh, Solix has made himself a target, I suppose. Yeah. Um, if you try to be future Aradia, uh, it cuts to a shot of a blown up crater uh, blast zone because no! uh, future Aradia blows up for some reason. No! Put a put a massive pin in that. <laughs> Huge. Um, uh, future Feffery is asleep, uh, as alluded to by Nepeta a, a bit ago. Yep. Uh, future Kanaya, uh, after the conversation with Rose about the Green Sun, uh, she goes to ask him about it, and Karkat doesn't know. That's Karkat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Karkat. Sorry. You just... Wait. What? Uh, I'm sorry, I was like, uh, I keep doing the thing where I have to interrupt every two seconds, where I said, uh, you said just him, and I said Carcat, and then you said Carcat immediately, and I felt bad. It's whatever. It happens. <laughs> um, Carcat doesn't know what the Green Sun is, but it's it's a part of the plan to kill Jack Noir in the human session. Yee. Um, future Rose blows up future Aridin's computer. Awesome. Awesome. Solix has started saying fish puns. <laughs> uh, uh, Vriska is really adamant about Tavros learning how to walk downstairs. Uh, Vriska heavily implies that she plans on fighting the demon that is loose in their session. Mm-hmm. And that's another put a pin in that. Because, man, that... That may or may not come into play at some point. <laughs> that is a horrific amount of confidence, even for Vriska. Yeah. Um, Vriska also, like, implies that she doesn't give a shit about the Hemospectrum anymore, despite her, like, being all about it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kanaya and Vriska have not spoken at all uh, since since the uh, the dress, since Kanaya made the dress for her. Mm-hmm. And the the conversation between them is very awkward. Can I like Riska floats the uh, idea that Kanaya was mad because she had a crush on Tavro? Yeah, which is just so laughable. Yeah, and, and that I don't know. I don't know whether it's Riska deliberately floating an outlandish idea, or if um she just is that oblivious to Kanaya. Yeah, and that's. That's everything that I got from how it's presented in in non-flash form. I know in these you can like walk around and like interact with objects and there's more like flavor text. Uh I don't know how much of that you did or if you got anything out of that. I did all of it and I got very little out of it. Okay. Um I th- I did catch a couple of things that I wa- I thought were funny or noteworthy from the text that you didn't, which I'm pleased to report. Um, notably, uh, two things that I wanted to call out on, um, were that, uh, if you talk to Gamzee as Vriska, uh, Gamzee basically says, I'm, I'm scared, uh, basically I'm scared of you. I forgot to write that down. Yeah. Kinda, uh, as it's presented, um, kinda easy to write off, but when you consider, like, cause like, you know, Vriska's scary. Vriska's a scary person. Yeah. Um, but that might end up being a bit more of a major player than we might 
than you might think from this. Yeah. Um, so put a pin in that. Um, and another thing, um, more in the line of Hefari getting great little character things that I wish were more indicative of an overall pattern. Um, when you talk to Hefari as Vriska, uh, she starts feigning, like, being sad and depressed, and basically baits Vriska into getting soft, um, and being like, hey, you know, if anyone's there, you can talk, uh, you can talk to me if you need to. And then Fafari's like, haha, got you, fucker. Um, at which Vriska is very impressed, uh, at, uh, Fafari's capacity for cruelty. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a charming little interaction between Vriska and literally who. Um, what else? I think that was what I had that you didn't bring up. Um, just in terms of the presentation, um, I want to say, one, there's blessedly little arid in dialogue. I was <laughs> ready to endure way too much conversation between Aridan and whatever character was playing as, but basically all the conversations are very short, which is just, thank you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, short and short and pathetic uh, best compliments uh, what Aridan can add to uh, the story. Um, the the talk sprites are interesting. Um the some of them are a much higher quality than others in my opinion yeah um i i feel like they're kind of fair game to critique because we're like 10 years out from it and i'm sure that everybody who is involved in the art has either moved on or has improved um and probably looks back on as you do something you made 10 years ago um but like the the kanaya one i've always looked at and was like that's eh. i don't like the kanaya one all that much it's kind of janky looking um but then like you have like uh, Carcat, Vriska, uh, Fafari, um, Gamzy even, all look, like, really good. Uh, like, I think these are, like, really great representations of the characters in a more video game form. Yeah. Uh, um, something, something really unfortunate that I realized, uh, the second that I started going through all this, uh, in, in the non-Flash format, man... It's just not the same seeing Gamzee's fucking dance, cause that that little that little dance, it's something. That little dance, uh, yeah, um, that sprite was uh cut out, made into a gif, and posted on many many people's custom Tumblr blogs. Yeah, many a Gamzee Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I guess the I I um. I'm sure there are full walkthroughs of everything on this uh, on YouTube. Um, hopefully in higher quality than all the other flashes are on, thanks to this media. Um, but uh, if they're out there, I'm sure there is one out there, um, and I would keep eyes on it. Uh, and maybe if you're interested in archival, uh, save a local copy of it, because as we've seen before, um, Viz Media has been kind of trigger-happy with the Homestuck flashes on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and the f- official uploads are just dog shit quality, and I think that this is a flash that really demands uh, fidelity, because it's so... It's all pixel art. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Overall, it's pretty neat. Um, I like it. I like, uh... This is... <laughs> I was gonna say I like being Vriska, but then we already made the joke about the Vrisification... <laughs> juice earlier and it felt weird um but yeah uh shall shall we press onwards past this let's let's 
wrap it up with this last little bit. Yeah, looking forward to whenever the next walk around flash on the meteor is. Uh, it's gonna be a bit crazier, I imagine. Um, but yeah. Uh, so moving on. Um, John uh connects to Jade, um, whom is asleep, still. Um, Jade. We go another reading without Jade dialogue. Uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm get getting worried about her because especially considering uh. Can uh Dave's uh reference to her at the end of the session. So fingers crossed. Um But as John is sitting down to do some serious suburbing uh as Jade's client uh server player, um he is accosted by Nana Sprite again, who again throws a pie in his face. Uh this is the second pie, I believe, that makes the onomatopoeia boof upon hitting John in the face. <laughs> Boof and is just, <laughs> so funny. It's it is a funny concept and a funny word. We we didn't we didn't point out the onomatopoeia of Boof last time it happened. I remember calling it out at least once. Um, I I I'm pretty sure I called it out at least once. I remember you telling telling me that you forgot to call it out after we finished recording. You know what? That might be right. I yeah okay. So I think what happened was that um. Yeah, we did a recording, and then immediately after, I was going to make the thumbnail, and I found that the, the automotive I used was Boof, and I sent it in our admin chat, uh, saying, like, God damn it, I can't believe I forgot to call it, I didn't notice this before. So now, I have noticed that, uh, the, the automotive for John getting hit in the face by a pie is the word for doing drugs with your ass. <laughs> so there, there you go. Um... <laughs> I wonder if that was slang at this time, or if this emerged afterwards. Un- unfortunate aging, if that's the case. <laughs> but also very, very, very fortunate, very funny. Um. So yeah, there's this little, uh, there's a sweet reunion between John and Nana Sprite. Um, it's it's been a minute since we have one of these, um, where John, uh brings up uh the the weird family tree nasprites well you know i knew that i was always kind of your mom and that you and your dad were kind of brothers in a weird way um and when he he when he asks her uh she finds it weird she responds you know i'm the ghost of an old lady with one arm who is dressed like a clown uh which i think is a very funny and characteristic like old person response to a very young person asking you know don't you think it's weird that this is happening yeah um, it's, yeah, pretty good. Uh, I, I, I like it whenever Nana Sprite shows up sparingly. She's, she can be funny, and I like the, I like all the John family stuff, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, Nana Sprite bestows upon him a little amulet, uh, that lets him summon her whenever he wants. So, that's another, yet another minor little game thing lampshaded. Um, and we, cl- we, we, we close up on... Uh, Nana Sprite offering, ready, ready to present John with uh, a delicious baked good. Uh, but when she opens the oven, all it shoots out are uh, funny prank. Owned. What a terrible grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. We, all right. That, that that's 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 the reading. That's um, it. I'm getting worried about where these are going to go next. 
uh, I, I said near the beginning that I felt like this was the calm before the storm. And especially with the walk around Flash, I know that the stuff on the meteor gets batshit. Yeah. And that was a very uneventful walk around Flash on the meteor, so I'm very concerned for where <laughs> it goes next. Um. Uh. Worried about Rose. Worried about Jade. Yeah. Lots of, lots of foreboding energies going on right now in our in our nice family comic called Homestuck. Worried about Aradia. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah, the, the 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 blowing up thing. Man. Worrisome. Worrisome. Um and uh yeah. We still don't have any answers on uh Aradia's dream self and why she doesn't have one. Um and now that Prospect and Durst are destroyed in the troll session, the that question becomes even more pertinent, I think. Um yeah. Let's, what uh, what page range do we have next time uh to to get answers to our pro- to get answers to our questions and more questions for our answers? Uh, next time we're we're gonna be covering twenty eight oh three to twenty nine twenty six. I think. Hold on, let me make sure that's right. Yeah, twenty nine twenty six. Uh, no, no. This is a long one by it, it, Act Five, Act Two standards. Yeah, it is a long one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how we handle a long one because there's, there's no flashes in this one. It's just straight text and images. And uh, while I was skimming through uh, this one, uh, we, we really start to see like changes in the art style. Uh, something that was, that was only limited to like flashes and like the occasional like one-off image uh mm-hmm. we we really get to see hussy start like playing around with the art style and really looking forward to to that i actually had the um the when i was that's funny because earlier today when i was looking through former spring stuff um uh go another search around uh i Stumbled upon the MSPA wiki page for Hus Nasty Mode, which is one of the which is the name for one of the specific uh, art styles employed, and I believe that one of the first instances of it is in the next reading. Um, so some funny coincidence there. But yeah, okay, so twenty eight oh three to twenty nine twenty six. This is yeah, this is a long one by Act Five Act Two standards. We're slowing to a crawl on our page processing. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to handle it fine. Uh, it, I, I imagine we will. If not, I'll cut back to just a hundred pages, cause, cause it's starting to get to the point where twenty pages is more than it used to be. <laughs> yes, it really depends on what's in those twenty pages. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes we get like the the long David Terezi conversations where it's like, you know, this is good dialogue, but I don't know, it's not very conversation inspiring. And then sometimes we get the single page of the car cat memo where it's like, oh my god, let's talk about this for ten minutes because it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, reading things in text is just like that, I guess. Um, I will say that uh, our, I mean, we're, 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 we're like an hour and forty today, so I think this is probably a good medium of page, of like page lengths. Um, the... The Flash ate up, uh, I, I would say that like 100 pages is probably about our sweet spot, um, but we'll see how we handle this 120, 120 page behemoth. 
uh, next week. Uh, the, the the main reason why I bumped it up to to 120 is because uh, the 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 first page that we will be reading on the reading after that is going to be a pretty notable flash. And okay. if I if I had included, it, it just would have been awkward if it like. Trust me, <laughs> it made it makes sense. Let me uh let me skip ahead to see what next flash you're talking about. Oh yeah, okay, I understand your logic now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, do you want to take it to the close then? Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh. I, I I have to I'm I'm coming down with early onset dementia. I, I cannot I'm every time I do this I start struggling with it more and more. Um Dear listener dearest listeners, you have been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I am your first co host Aiden. I'm your first co host John. Um and what's the next thing? What do you mean what's the next you, you, I forgot. You th- I you, forgot. You thank the listeners. You thank Alex. I felt like there was something missing in the middle there. Um, um, but okay, uh, I'm in there, John. Um, I want to give. A, uh, okay, okay. I got. I got. I got. I got it. I got it. I want to give a big, really big shout out again to all of our listeners. Um, thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Uh, it, it means so much that we can just dump all of our thoughts and reactions to this stuff in an audio file on the internet and people subject themselves to it. Um, that's beautiful. Um, I want to give an even bigger shout out to our editor, Alex, who enables everything that we do. Um, he is wonderful. Big shout out to him. Um, and we will see you all again next week, uh, through page 2926. Um, uh, where hopefully all of our favorite characters are still doing just fine, smiley face. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yep. Uh, catch you next week. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>